Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Trevor Oldham. Trevor, are you ready to do this? I'm excited, George. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Trevor is the founder of Podcasting You, an organization helping people generate more leads, establish credibility, and create positive networks. I'm excited to have you on. Trevor, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Perfect. Thanks, George. And again, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to speak to the Money Savage listeners today. Tell a little bit about myself. I'm a 23-year-old, I guess, entrepreneur, business owner. I um, graduated college in 2019, and while I was in college, started a couple of different businesses, and then specifically the business you mentioned, Podcasting You, in 2017. At that time, I was freelancing. I was helping people edit their podcasts. I was writing blog posts, and I saw one day an individual who wanted to get booked on podcasts, and I figured, how hard could that be? Started working <laughs> with her, and I just found a couple other people that wanted to get booked on podcasts, found out that, you know... A blog post takes about five to six hours to write if you really want a good one, where getting someone booked on a podcast, it could take a, a quick 10 to 15 minute pitch. Um, so it's a little, a little bit quicker. It paid a little bit better. So I just started with that. And then, you know, still in college, not really sure what to do, but quickly realized that I had a business idea going on and sort of just grew the business. And really because of the business, as I mentioned, I graduated in 2019, I was able to pay off $91,795.10 in my student loan. So I'm definitely nice. a very big, very big advocate for people who are in college to go out there and start a side hustle, even if, you know, they don't expect it to be, you know, a very big business. Knows the number down to 10 cents. Amen there, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, 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 that's, that, that, that's awesome. So congratulations there. I mean, it's not easy for, uh, for anybody to start a business and to make that successful, but to be able to do that and live on it and obviously pay off a, a, a giant chunk of student loan debt, that's 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 fantastic. Any uh, any financial secrets there that, 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 that you want to share with everybody on how you're able to do that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just I just made a budget, just looked at the budget, cut out everything I had. Honestly, the pandemic had helped me. I you know, wasn't going out as much more. I wasn't spending as much money, and I really just looked at what is it? What am I spending the most amount of money on? Is it is it TV? How can I how can I make it you know cheaper? If I'm using internet, how can I make that cheaper? What can I do for my car payment? You know, I know like my insurance company. I you know contacted them and I was able to get like you know pay 25% less over the last couple of months. So just like small little differences like that added up over time, and it was just really just being super disciplined and understanding that it's not going to be like this forever. But if I really just go at it within a year. I can pay it off. Honestly, I expect the loans to be paid off in probably about a five to seven year period. And then sort of just, it started just a snowball effect. After the first month was the hardest. I had about 10,000 in savings. And I just put that 10,000, you know, I put 9,000 in and saved that thousand dollars. And that was probably the hardest part for me. And then once I sort of got over that hump, it was like every money that came in, you know, bonus or the stimulus checker. I even won a thousand dollars on a scratch ticket on Christmas Day. Nice. And that went that went right to the the student loans, and I just understood that you know, in the long run, it's just going to pay off. So really, just having that sort of that discipline and, and getting over that hump in the beginning. Awesome. Well, that's all music to my ears right there, and that's you know, 
we we myself included and an entire industry and world have a tendency to really overcomplicate what it takes to be financially successful but you just pretty pretty much laid it out really nicely trevor with the exception of uh playing scratch off tickets and even though you yep. won i certainly can't uh, i don't know that i can endorse that kind of behavior but a thousand bucks on christmas that that that's that's freaking awesome it was yeah my dad <laughs> gave it to me and i you know generally don't play them and i scratch it and i was like oh that's a nice little christmas present <laughs> to myself so it paid paid for all the christmas gifts that you know it was it. actually last year it's just so good uh, good thing that happened yeah, for sure. Well, and you didn't even buy the ticket. There, there, I was accusing you of, of of buying scratchers, and totally, I totally take it back, Trevor. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so so now, tell us a little bit. Okay, so so people who are interested in, well, I'll I'll, I'll stop telling you about your ideal client. Who who is it that 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 you are serving, and why? We find that people that want to go out there and build a personal brand for themselves. A lot of people. They have these ideas and they have these businesses that are phenomenal ideas, but they don't necessarily know how to market themselves. So they may go out there and try on Instagram or Facebook and starting a YouTube channel. And and what I've seen is that podcasts are probably the most effective way where, you know, George, you and I are having a one-to-one conversation today. And then when your audience goes out there and listen to it, it's just me and you. Typically, if someone's going on Instagram, they'll scroll, you know, look at your post for 10, 15 seconds and then keep on going. And, And the same is on Facebook and YouTube videos, you know might be a little bit more personal but really we find that podcast more than anything else really allowed you to build that personal brand because it is that one-to-one connection and you're just in that person's ear whereas these other platforms out there people aren't going to spend that much time on it and typical your average podcast listener they're generally more well off they have a better income they're looking to be more educated because if someone's listening to your podcast they want to better themselves they want to learn more and they're able to go out there and find out about yourself and I find that the clients that are most successful are those that are looking to build a personal brand and then also have a product or service attached to that. If someone's going on a podcast and wants to build an Instagram following, that's probably not going to work. If you're going out there and just, you know, kind of, ha- you know, not really trying your hardest and think that you can go on one to two podcasts, probably not going to be worth it. But if you just use it as part of your long term marketing strategy, because the cool thing about podcasts is you can take the interview you do. And you can create multiple forms of content to put out on your Facebook and, and Twitter and your Instagram, then even take, you know, a five, 10 minute chunk and put it on YouTube and then craft an email and send it to your email list. So we find that podcasts are really allow you to take multiple forms to allow you to have one interview and take multiple forms of content from that one interview and then send that out to your audience. Yes, it may take a little bit of work, but you know, we do a 30, you know, 30 minute interview today it's going to be out there forever as long as you like it, as long as your audience enjoys it. It's probably not going to be taken down. And that's really cool. Someone could listen to the podcast from two months from now and you know listen to my story, whereas someone's probably not going to see your Instagram post from two months ago. Yeah, that's an excellent point right there. Um, and that's – I wonder how many people actually do take the time to, to – take one episode that they're featured on and then to repurpose it and to, 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 to sort of just, just cut it up into different ways. Do you have a sense of that? It's probably a very small percentage of people. Yep. So I'd say it's probably the smallest percentage of people. And generally it's the people that have the most success doing podcast interviews are those people that do take that time. Cause generally if you're just doing the podcast interviews and, and that's all you're going to do, think about your audience that wants to learn and listen to more about you. But they might not necessarily want to listen to the full 30 minute interview. Whereas if you just write a quick, you know, take a quick 30 second minute clip and post it on your Instagram, they're going to find that value in that. And then, you, you know, you can send it out to your email list and the other social media channels. And just 
that's a way to get more listens and more downloads. And then the more people that listen and download the episode, the greater chance they have of coming to you and wanting to work with you, whatever your product or service may be. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. So this idea of, of, of being a, a thought leader, I think that sometimes when I think about that, I'm like, well, that's kind of a dumb idea. But then the more I think about it, it's like, okay, if, if I'm out there in, in, in the ether talking about what it is that, that I do and people are trying to make a decision over George versus you know John down the street who does what I do, I, I probably am, in fact, positioning myself as an expert. Exactly. And I think by even having this podcast, people are going to be listening to, and if they need to use your services, they're going to want to go to the person who's been in their ear, you know, all this time. I know you've produced, you know, hundreds of episodes versus the guy that's never gone out there and promoted themselves. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you might not like self-promoting yourself, but if you want to build a business, it's almost like it's a must because if you don't have an audience finding your product or service, no one's going to buy it. And then when no one buys it, you're, you're not going to make any money and you're going to go out of business. So whether you sort of like it or not, you have to go out there and promote yourself just to be able to go out there and build your business that way. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Do you have a sense of how many podcasts are out there right now? I want to say that I believe the threshold hit over a million podcasts uh, within the last month, which is a pretty, pretty crazy number. And what are your thoughts on on where podcasts are going? If uh, and I don't know if, if if you know this information, like how many Americans used to listen to podcasts and where where we're at, so sort of an industry trend. I think it's probably about thirty four percent, about one third of Americans listen to podcasts at least once per week. Hmm. But then I think even there's a million podcasts that are out there. Not all podcasts are going to be created equal. We find in our business, specifically when we're looking at podcasts pretty much on a daily basis, there's podcasts that aren't the greatest quality produced. So probably out of the million that are out there, maybe 10% of those are actually going to be quality shows that you would want to listen to, shows that have more than 10 episodes, shows that are more than a year old. Because people don't necessarily realize how much effort goes into podcasting, as I'm sure you know when it comes to doing the interview, the editing, the show notes, you know, everything that goes into it. There's really not that many quality podcasts out there within that 1 million, which I think can sometimes be a misleading number because it's, it sounds great. It sounds like a great milestone for the industry, but when it really comes down to quality shows. It's probably about 10% of that. Yeah. I appreciate that. And it, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me because it does seem like it's, it's a real, well, it, it is a relatively new medium. Even the people that have been doing it forever, the Joe Rogan's of the world, I think he started his podcast in like 2009. So it's been 10 years. Um, and now it's, and now the, the, the barrier of entry is, 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 is fairly low. It's not easy to, to have a successful show to, 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 to your point, a hundred percent. Um, do you see like, and, and now there's, there's Spotify that, that is, is doing what it's doing. And then there's these, what, what I perceive to be just small organizations trying to put together podcast networks and now people putting them behind paywalls. Do you have a sense of, of, of where the industry is going or just, just, just really your opinion? I think that putting them behind paywalls, that's just, I don't really see the benefit of that because there's so many podcasts out there. If I want to listen to a podcast and personal finance space, you know, there's probably going to be, you know, 25 to 50 quality shows out there. And if you're that one show that's going to be charging me money, even if it's $10 a month, that's $120 a year. Why, why should I necessarily listen to you unless you're getting, like Ray Dalio and, and Warren Buffett, if you're getting those guests on, then, mm. then maybe that would be one, a podcast you would want to pay for. But I don't necessarily 
see why people would want to do it. And obviously you have Spotify that, that paid Joe Rogan $100 million. So I think that there's going to be more deals like that in the future if that deal goes well with Spotify where some of these more top podcasts, I'm sure like NPR for their podcast, they're probably going to be bought out by, you know, maybe maybe a Spotify is going to want to pay them because they're going to see how much money it's going to be able to drive them. So I, I would say that there's going to be more big deals like that for some of these top podcasts that are out there. Similar, maybe maybe not in the $100 million range, but maybe 25 to $50 million range to have them specific to that platform and that platform only. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. So when you're talking to folks who are, who are trying to to build their brand, they're trying to build their company, their organization, they're trying to become a thought leader in the space. How often do you say, okay, well, you know what? You should maybe even start your own podcast versus just, just being a guest. I find that you know, if I could recommend one thing to everyone, it would probably be to go out there and start your own podcast for the first, you know, just see what it's like. I had one a couple of years ago and just realizing the benefits of it where you're able to go out there and network with, with like-minded individuals you're able to interview people that you necessarily wouldn't normally be able to talk to, especially people in those space. If you sent them an email and said, can I take 30 minutes to pick your brain? It's They're probably not going to say yes, but if you say, can I interview you on my podcast? It's probably going to be a little bit more beneficial. And for me, you know, I was growing up, I was really much of an introvert. I didn't really like talking to other people. And I found that by starting my own podcast a few years ago, it really just helped me out and just made me overcome that. And I, became a better public speaker, becoming that it helped me present better, especially when I'm on the phone talking to clients. I think that anyone is an introvert should go out there and try to start their own podcast. Even if you're not interviewing people, just putting yourself out there, listening to yourself speak and seeing how that goes, I would definitely recommend it. It doesn't have to be like a full scale operation. It doesn't have to be one where you're putting out an episode every day or an episode every week. Just put out, you know, two episodes a month and it could take you know an hour to two hours worth of your time it doesn't have to be this full-scale operation you don't have to be a joe rogan and getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars i had my own podcast i never made a dime off it but i just did it because i enjoyed it and and i saw the benefits but if you're coming into the space and wanting to start a podcast and you want to see a great roi on it from the very first day then the podcasting is probably not the right space but if you're looking to grow and get beyond your comfort zone then yes i would say podcasting would be the right for you yeah, I appreciate that. So, for somebody who is who is who says, you know what, that that sounds great, but I'm just interested in really, um, really marketing myself. How many? How how often would you incorporate trying to be a guest or being a guest on podcasts and just allocating time and, and run? Is it is it do ten? Is it do a hundred? I find the perfect sweet spot is about one per week. So you're looking at about 50 podcasts per per year. And then when it comes to like pitching shows, you can probably pitch about 20 shows per week or 20 shows per month. And you'll probably hit that five shows per or one show per week um, on average. So you could picture you're probably pitching about 250 shows per year. And out of that, you'll probably be on about 50 shows during the year. And you know, if you just take a couple of hours once a month, Generally, that's what I do for myself when I'm going out there and pitching myself to shows. I'll generally take a Friday early on in the month and I'll start just pitching shows. And then once I get to that sort of, I've been booked on five shows for the month, I you know, I won't necessarily research more shows to pitch, but I find that accommodates with my schedule. We find people, if you have a book coming out or if you have a product such as a course coming out, then you probably want to, you know, and it's coming out in December, then you probably want to be on as many podcasts as possible between now and then. But for most people, it's not going to fit in their schedule. So about one podcast per week is enough to keep you relevant 
in your space and to sort of, you know, help you build that personal brand over time. Nice. And how do you coach people to be good guests on podcasts? I find the number one thing is not just talking about yourself, just providing value to people is the number one thing. People are not going on to listen to podcasts to learn just about you. They're going on there to learn what you have, what value that you can share with them and how you're going to be able to help them. I think that's a big thing. You know, even if you do have a product or service, don't come on and just pitch it to the audience the entire time and say, you know, I have the best product or service. This is why, you know, just provide value. And I find that the more value that someone provides, the more that they're going to want to find out and learn more about you. And then in turn, you know, potentially purchase your product or service down the road. And the people that are unsuccessful are those that are just coming on thinking that it's going to be an infomercial for the next 30 minutes. Those are the typical of the people that aren't going to see that success, but those who are just coming on and providing value, telling stories, sharing about yourself and just, you know, just teaching as much as you can. I find that to be the sort of the best podcast guest. Thanks for having me. Now here's 30 minutes all about me. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the best approach just because I'm sure that that people are curious. Trevor, when, when, when you're reaching out to podcasts, what, what's, what's, what's your pitch? So varied quite a bit over the last three years, but I think that I finally sort of cracked the secret code, secret sauce, whatever it may be. So now what I always do is when I go out and pitch myself to a podcast, I always make sure that I listen to at least an episode. And if it's not the entire episode, at least try to listen to a 10 minute chunk of it, make sure that it's a fit for myself. So when I'm setting these pitch, I always start off by complimenting the podcast host and I like to reference an episode instead of just saying to the podcast host, oh, you have a great podcast. I like to say, oh, I really enjoyed this episode. This is what I learned. And I like to be truthful in it and share that something that I actually learned is something that I found helpful. So first you're complimenting the podcast host. And then from there, it's going into, you know, I think that I'll also be able to help your audience and then saying the value that you'd be able to provide that podcast audience. Because again, it's not really about yourself. And there's a little bit where you do have to go about yourself where you go into your experience so that the podcast host does know that you're qualified. And then as you get towards the end of the pitch, I like to share a review that I left for the podcast host because I find that leaving a review, it's almost like the the commodity, the, the gold standard as a podcast host. The more reviews you get, the better your show looks. So I always like to be thankful and, and leave, a, leave a thoughtful review. It only takes a minute or two out of your time, but it's going to make you stand out. And then towards the end of the pitch, I'll give a link to my website and then any relevant inter- relevant interviews that I've done. And doing that, it takes about 10 to 15 minutes per pitch, but I can tell you that the success rate on just sending a blanket pitch is gonna be a lot, a lot greater. And I find that, you know, instead of going out and having to send 50, pod- 50 emails to get on five podcasts, if you could cut that number in half and say, send 25 emails to get on five podcasts, it's gonna be more beneficial. And I, and I find that even the shows that are booked out and don't have availability, they're still grateful for you taking that time to personalize it. And then at that point, I just mark in my schedule, let me follow up with them again in three months and see if they do have availability now. I find it helps to build that relationship because the last thing you want to do is get a message from a podcast host being angry at you, Hmm. Um, which which has happened to myself, I could say, in the past, and it's not the best feeling. So (laughs) I just find that, you know, make it all about the podcast host and their show and the value that you can provide to their audience. And I find that it's sort of a win-win on both ends. I love it. That's excellent. Well, Trevor, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I'd say biggest thing is when it comes to going out there and starting a business, you know, being a better version of yourself, it's just self-educating. Reading has been the number one thing that has benefited me 
started reading books as a college freshman in college. I don't want to, I guess I shouldn't say started reading books, started reading business books on my own. <laughs> so started reading those and I just learned so much. And probably the number one book that I recommend, and it might, it's still a little new, but it's called The Wealthy Gardener by John Sephoric. And for those of you who are listening who might not read, who might not have heard of him, basically it's a story about a chiropractor, real story, and he earns about, I believe, 100000 per year. And he goes into how he built up a rental portfolio of about 80 plus rental units and now earns 200000 per year in passive income. But it took him about a 20 to 25 year journey. And I find that his story more than these other people are, is really inspiring because he really goes down into the details and he makes you feel as though he's, like, he's just an average person who just wanted to build a passive income, wanted a better life for himself and his family. And here's how he did it. And I, that's probably one of the best books I could recommend to anyone starting off. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Trevor, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and how can people engage with you? Sure. So they can check me out on Instagram or LinkedIn. That's pretty much the two places I'm active. That's just my name, Trevor Oldham, and also our company, Podcasting You, and that's just podcastingyou.com as well. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Trevor your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. You can find Trevor on Instagram and LinkedIn and go to podcastingyou.com to learn about how you can be a guest on podcasts. Trevor, thank you so much. Thank you, George. I appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.